on the next episode of Sip Suds and Smokes. Each of us at the table today has brought two things to share. At least two things to share. One is for the beer nerds, the ones that expect a little bit more flavor, a little bit more complexity. What you bring, what you bring, what you bring, what you bring. And the other is for the rest of the crowd. Oh, this is so much better than, you know, my heart seltzer. I mean, I love this stuff. I can't consume over 150 calories uh, in a day. So mm. can I put some ice in this? <laughs> <laughs> Whether you're trying to win people over with good beer or just trying to find something that everyone will enjoy, this is what you bring for the masses. We'll be right back after this break. live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. Suds, suds, it's time for more suds. Welcome, everyone. Hello, how is everyone? Yay. Can I, can I get to the order? Can we just move the orders, like, like right ahead? Can we just skip through? I just, no, you know what? No, this is the big party. I'm either, I'm getting those little hot dog things or I'm hitting the bar first. I don't know which one it's going to be. This energy is why I don't go to parties. I don't wear these antlers often, but when I do, I need hors d'oeuvres fish. Oh my God. (laughs) Welcome everyone. Today is exciting. It is our office party episode. Oh God. Yeah. Really? Seriously. Do I have to go? Well, glad I have enthusiasm for all of us. Can I use PTO to not go to the (laughs) Dave? Are you going to be there again? (laughs) I feel like I'm still there from last year. And and the breathalyzer woman is at the door. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Is it the same chick from last year? (laughs) Yep. She never left. All right. Well, you know. Okay, folks. Joining me, I'm good old gal Juliana. Joining me at the table today is good old boy Mike. You know, when they're thinking about handing out invitations for the office party, I am on the do not invite list. <laughs> so, you know, that is shocking. That is my perennial He's on favorite a, part some of, sort of watch know, list. my contribution. You know, well, not that guy. So, yeah. Okay. But, you know, I do have cool antlers on today. So, you, you know. do. Well, you have antlers on. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Reverend Mark. Hey. Hello. Hello. Glad you Hello. Make Good the party. to make the holiday party. I'm here to put the X back in Christmas. 
Did you say exit? <laughs> because I think that I think that that should be the first thing you do is not to decide to attend the office party, but have a good exit strategy. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Good boy, Dave. Hi. I already have my uh, emergency appendectomy planned <laughs> to get me out of the party. After about 30 minutes. I thought you were going to say, I've updated my emergency contacts. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> I updated my LinkedIn. So you're saying this Bozo, probably, this Bozo probably the Clown well. is no longer your number one choice there. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that was Juliana, but, you know. <laughs> you know. Okay. Well, we're getting to that time of year, folks. Ugh. The time of year that we all dread. I mean love it's the holiday season it's the holiday season (laughs) tis the season to spend time with those that you love and those that you work with yeah that's right it's that time of year when many of us have to face one of the most stressful tests of our social skills hey Susie from accounting did you get that 18th tattoo removed i thought you were going to do that can I see it? <laughs> it's the office party. Mm. And for those of us who are known to be alcohol aficionados, a.k.a. beer nerds, hey Joan, that, wine that, or that, whiskey stuff. That third bottle of wine is just probably not a little in your uh, repertoire this year. Well, for us aficionado people, there's even added pressure of the dreaded bring your own. Game on. What to bring? We're that not inviting Mike. We're just inviting Mike's beer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm going to talk now. Okay. I'm sorry. That's uh, okay. What to bring? That's the eternal question. And why did we invite Mike? Do <laughs> I come? The other question. Do I cater to my fellow beer nerds? Do I try to bring some new converts to the world of good beer? Yes. Or do I just play to the larger crowd with a six pack of Mick Ultra? Oh. <sighs> Well, first off, if Mick Ultra is in the conversation, you should probably stay home. We're doomed. Yes. I'm out of here. I'm going to play to the logger crowd. <laughs> hey, I like that. Yeah. See what he did there? Okay. So each of us at the table today has brought two things to share. At least two things to share. One is for the beer nerds. The ones that expect a little bit more flavor, a little bit more complexity. What you bring, what you bring, what you bring, what you bring. And the other is for the rest of the crowd. Oh, this is so much better than, you know, my hard seltzer. I mean, I love this stuff. I can't consume over 150 calories uh, in a day. So, mm. can I put some ice in this? <laughs> <laughs> Whether you're trying to win people over with good beer or just trying to find something that everyone will enjoy, this is what you bring for the masses. Yeah. 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 Okay. Reverend Mark, why don't you go over the Suds ratings for today's episode? They are special. Be glad to. We will be discussing and rating these beers. Beers. Things. (laughs) With these Suds ratings. And here's how it goes. Number one, that sucks. Give me anything but a 30-minute lecture on smart investing from the guy in accounting. (laughs) (laughs) Number two, was that a VP throwing up in the corner? Yes. (laughs) There's Bill again. Number three, ah, what a relief. I didn't get caught hitting on the CEO's wife. 
Hank Reverend. You dirty bird. <laughs> Number four, a body should really not make that sound while singing the karaoke version of Sexual Healing to the HR director. Ooh. Sexual healing, baby. <laughs> And last, number five, listen to that hang time. Give me another reason to start looking for a new job on Monday. Welcome Good job, to Mark. Taco Bell. This is Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Let's get to it. Of course, we want to start. Well, Good boy, Mike. start at the top, right? I mean, right? Well, you know, we all have had experiences <laughs> where we're faced with, you know, workplace, you know, parties. We chose, you know, to tackle just office parties in general. But, yeah, you know, a lot of, they tend to, you know, throw these in the fourth quarter and holiday time. And, you know, we uh, just call it something very generic other than, you know, this is a bad idea. Um, so... You know, it was when I was thinking about the way that I tend to approach, you know, going to a lot of social events, you really have to kind of cater to the audience that you're, you know, kind of walking into. And so we mm -hmm. kind of fell into a very common way that we approach things, which is we're going to have, you know, several different crowds that we're going to have to, you know, cater to. And so first is what I think of was the vast majority of the people at the party, which is. I'm not a I'm not a beer nerd, so I'm kind of afraid of whatever you brought. So I chose uh, something that is very approachable, and uh, in general, I was really looking for something that was fairly low ABV. I was looking for probably a wheat beer um, because okay. they are fairly approachable, and there are a lot of things that fall in that category. Um, I chose a Hefeweizen uh, from Germany, um, Anger. Um, this is a 5.1% ABV uh, Hefeweizen. There is no fruit on this. This is just a straight-up Hefeweizen uh, from just... And you can find this beer almost anywhere. Um, I would say that probably my first choice uh, would be to pick up a Hefeweizen that's actually made locally. You really want something that is incredibly fresh uh, in this category. And... This beer has been imported. It's been stored in 20 warehouses. It was probably sitting on the shelf for at least four years. So um, this may not be the very best half of Eisen that we'll all have. But again, I don't think that the crowd that you're also aiming for would really know the difference. They're not going to discern the difference? Any meaningful difference? They're going to sip this and go, oh, well, this is not an IPA. I like this. You know, mm -hmm. yep. um, this is like sweet. little, this is like little floral marshmallows, you know, on my palate. Oh, I thought you were going to bring something that I, I would never like. <laughs> I mean, seriously, after sure. people say that, we're all nodding our head. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, in, yep. in unison going, and eh, we've heard that speech before. So uh, that would absolutely be, you know, my first choice. Uh, what do you guys think about that pick? I like yeah, this. I think it works. It's very pleasant. Yeah. It's not offensive. It's missing all the things I dislike about Hefeweizens. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, you know, I think some other wheat beers that are very popular, you know, they, they go for fruit, you know, and orange is probably the, yeah, is the other, you know, orange-laden, you know, wheat beers. Uh, some Blue Moon. Yeah, or, you know, something uh, that rhymes with top. Um, <laughs> you know, that... Uh, 
I mean, I think those beers are very popular because I think they appeal to a very broad audience. And yeah, um, you know, so you know, my wife actually does not like you know hoppy beers, and I know that if I can serve this to her, then I can serve it to the rest of you know that room. And so yeah, she tends to enjoy wheat beers or things that just don't really have a hit you over the head you know moment with flavor or hops, and so that's why I chose this. Yeah, and I think a Hefeweizen that's more on the the banana side rather than the clove is going to be less uh, bitter. I mean, yep. they're, they're neither are bitter, but the, once it ventures into the clove area, then you get you have a little more complexity. Yeah, you got a little bite, mm-hmm. people, and some people may be offended by the bite. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you'd have anybody that would say, "Can I uh, combine this with something else, like an ice cube?" So. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. Great choice. Hmm. You guys, want to rate this up? Great choice. Yeah, three, four, yep. four. four. Let's go four. For what it is, for what it is. Yes. For what it is, it's super solid, you know, single, you know, you just want to walk in the room and not piss off somebody, you know, that's right. for sure. So the Iyengar Hefeweizen is, is a, a four. All right. Uh, uh, All right, party boy Mike. Yeah, so uh, we got the break coming up here. I'll just give you a quick preview. I have a really cool story about some prep for this uh, episode after the break. Ooh, Ooh yeah. It's, <laughs> it took an interesting twist. He's almost giddy, oh, folks. We'll be right back. Not good. Welcome back, everyone. It's time for a party. Gross. Absolutely. Whatever. Um. Today's episode is the office party. Ooh. Yeah. And what do you bring to a BYOB office party? An exit strategy. Well, yeah. Anyways, before the break, good old boy Mike was talking about his one of his offerings, and now we're moving on to the next one. Yeah, so we just talked about the Erringer um Hefeweizen from uh, Germany, again, at 5.1% ABV, which we rated a four. So it was interesting. I had a little bit of some prep, you know, for this episode. And I was just kind of asking some additional cast members that we have, you know, what would you take, you know, to an office party? And it was a really interesting conversation. And I was starting to, you know, ask some other friends and family, and I was getting my hair cut. And the young lady that cut my hair i i uh we have always some interesting conversations and i threw the question out to her i said kayla you just made the show by the way hi um, kayla <laughs> i said you know sorry you had what to would touch you, mike's head i said what would you bring to the what would you bring to the office party and she goes hmm well um i think i would bring uh i'm not really quite sure which gummies that i would bring wow <laughs> and i was like oh. i was like Oh man, this is interesting. You know, it's like so. Uh, I didn't cut her off at the path and tell her, and now we're really kind of limiting this to beer. I just kind of let the conversation evolve from yeah. there, and so probably make the party more interesting for sure. <laughs> so, I was like, huh? So it was interesting that the very first choice that you would make <laughs> would be to take uh, something that Some has THC yeah. in it. You know, uh, which is the uh, drug and marijuana, if you don't know that. So, uh, for you folks in Iowa, um, so you know, then we started talking about you know the the kind of gummies, and then she was you know talking about uh, that you know 
gummies have both certain concentrations, but she was talking about this one that was actually in the shape of an octopus that had like over 500 milligrams of, oh, wow. you know, of THC in it. And she actually took it on a, on a trip and they were actually, you know, like peeling off, you know, one uh, tentacle at a time and kind of consuming, you know, one tentacle of the octopus. But, you know, somebody didn't know that in the party she was with that, you know, how much there was and just fired a whole one down. Uh oh. <laughs> you know, and so, and that was kind of, yeah, you know, they slept pretty good for about two days. <laughs> you know, wow. After that. Yeah. So, very mellow. Yeah. The lag time on that is uh, also something you have to factor in. So, are you saying that you should have edibles <laughs> at like 1 p.m.? Yeah. Not really. I like that Reverend Mark Ooh. all of a sudden has become our, our yeah. resident expert on exactly how you should enjoy, you know. If you want to take a long lunch. Yeah. yeah. So what you're saying is, is that on your way out of the office, you should fire down some gummies because if you're coming back to the office party, you want them to be in full effect when, yeah. you know, Phil from accounting goes, hey, did I tell you about the derivatives that I got into this year? You want to so, peak. At just the right you moment. Know, yeah. As Gladys is coming over and going, I really like your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, what? in high school, I was an unlicensed psychopharmacologist. I like that. Yes, yeah. <laughs> That's a very nice. <laughs> How would Ed describe that? <laughs> would, he, would he would declare that his day job? <laughs> you know? Where do you put that on your tax form? Uh, so, hi folks, welcome to Career Day. I am your unlicensed pharmaceutical representative, otherwise known as the dude in the back of the parking lot selling weed. So, so Mark and then the guy from the villages in the other episode. Yeah, right. Both same kind of deal. You know? So, uh, it was interesting, you know, so yes, this conversation went someplace I did not anticipate at all, but then it even got more interesting. She said, well... You know, I think there would probably be some um, some dab involved, and I'm like, huh? Oh, yeah. And sure. when she said that, I thought she said dab, and I'm like, why would you have cock involved at an office party? <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, except that it's slightly different. Yeah. I'm telling you, I just had to put my you know walker aside <laughs> and step into the moment. He had to break know? out his Google machine. I actually and- had to third in, uh, tuck in my third chance as I turned to her and said, <laughs> "What's dab?" You know, like an idiot. So, uh, yeah, so yeah. If you don't know what it, I didn't know what it was either. It is a wax-like substance that is pure THC, and uh, you smoke it. Um, and I'm like, so I was talking with, uh, let's see, should I name him? I think I should with Barger, uh, one of our <laughs> cast members. Um, if you've listened to any of our cigar shows, uh, Barger and I are on those. And I said, so I told him that and he looked at me like he was so impressed, like, holy crap, Mike knows what dab is. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I was like, well, I've been coached well. So <laughs> I said, so would you take dab to an office party and he was like like before or during or after and i go well yeah and he goes yeah i would take dab before during (laughs) okay (laughs) he was like get the blue one and i'm like what's the blue one i I hardly know you know what i'm talking about (laughs) absolutely yeah it was just the whole time i'm sitting there and then barger goes he goes so what do you know about dab and i said probably like 
a minuscule of information <laughs> about it. I said, all I know is that you smoke it and it's it's something you put like in a crack pipe. And he said, no, it's not a crack pipe. And I said, <laughs> he said, no, it's a pipe that you put the wax-like substance in it and you light it and you heat it up. And it's, you know, it kind of liquefies a bit and then you like inhale it. And I go, yeah, like, crack. like a crack pipe. <laughs> 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 so he goes, well, yeah, but you don't call it that. I mean, it's like something completely different. And I go, well, is it like bigger or longer? And he goes, well, yeah, it can be in, you know, different shapes and sizes, you know, but definitely get the blue one. You know, that's what he said. So I was like, okay. okay. So, like, you know, so, so like, this episode of Sipsets folks is brought to you by the blue one. <laughs> the blue one. <laughs> the blue pill. So I'm sitting there and I'm thinking about this whole office party thing. And I'm like, man, I have really missed the entire whole concept. So, so it's interesting that, you know, our frame of reference with no context at all, you know, that somebody would choose to actually bring THC, sure. you know, before they would actually take like wine or beer or something else like that. So um, if you've made that choice, uh, I want to say that uh, it apparently was very natural for you to make that choice. And I'll just be the guy over in the corner trying to put out the vibe. So, you know, anyway, yeah. Well, but I mean, with some office members, you might you have to do something. Oh, I totally like want to see. I want to yeah. see Sally from accounting definitely fire up some dab pipe. You know, well, yeah. I mean, it depends on you know the, the the where you work too. You know, I mean, if you work at like some kind of new startup or something, like a lot of younger people there, you probably. It'd probably be more of a dab party than it would well, be a beer party. Well, I was absolutely sure. thinking the whole time was, you know, from the movie, you know, Office Party, you know, where they're actually swinging on the light, you know, on the light fixtures and the guy yeah. does a swan dive into the filing cabinet, you know, and he goes, I'm all right. You know? <laughs> yeah, I don't know about the about my office parties of the past. Maybe was, the time that I was uh, at the Church of the Presumptuous Assumption. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's cool. So has anybody else been to an office party that it took a it took a an interesting turn of events? I went to one um for it was a it was for a mortgage company and uh it was on the General Jackson, uh like a riverboat. And so and during the day, like a lot of these like executives are like, very conservative, like, nice people and everything, but pretty tight you know kind of a banking atmosphere man you start you get them on a boat start shoving some beer into them or some cocktails man it got sideways there were people throwing up in the bathrooms they were throwing up over the railing there were people making out they got they got a little hairy there for a while there was nowhere to go there was no escape in the riverboat so <laughs> I was about to say there's nothing like combining a questionable decision with a body of yeah, water you're being trapped <laughs> yes you're trapped aboard that questionable decision huh. yeah. hmm. Hmm. <laughs> sorry mm. yeah so i had another uh beer uh that i wanted to go through rather quickly so the the beer that i chose to actually bring to say hey that's mike's beer um is from saint bernardus this is abt 12 nice. um and uh, this is uh this is a beer that you can find nearly anywhere. Um, this beer is made in Belgium, is it right? I'm pretty sure. Yep. It's a Trappist beer. I know that. Yeah. Um, we actually covered this in a previous episode where we 
compared St. Bernardus to Chimay kind of went head to head and it was a solid, solid episode a couple of couple of seasons ago. Yeah, we went through a whole uh, flight of uh, Trappist beers. This is from Belgium. Uh, the ABV on this is 10%, Ooh. even though it says ABT12. Um, so uh, this is in a, a class of beers that um, come from a, it's, more, it's kind of like a marketing thing, but um, that was traditionally brewed in a monastery um, or an abbey. And uh, it was probably made by monks for a very, very long time. They probably are not making the beer, you know, themselves anymore and have asked some other people to make the beer for them. Uh, the reason why I chose this is, you know, one of the things that I uh, both choose to do and to avoid is I really like Belgian strongs, you know, mm-hmm. um, during holiday periods. Uh, they really bring out, they're very flavorful, Um I love the caramel. I love the raisins. I mm-hmm. love all of the complexity that these beers can bring. And I know that, uh, at least I know that Revan Mark's beer uh, is a is a beer that has been finished, you know, in a in a barrel. Yeah. And there are a ton of bourbon barrel, whiskey barrel, you know, finished beers, and a lot of pastry stouts and a mm-hmm. bunch of other things that are very flavor forward. I like things that are flavor forward, but at the end of the day, the beer speaks for itself. And yeah. I think that's the reason why I chose this particular beer. So um, I really love this. What do you guys think about oh, this yeah. choice? Yeah. Well, this is a solid, solid um, Abbey style beer, you know? And um, I think one of the things you were talking about liking these beers during the holiday season, I think one of the other components of that too is. There's a very there's a very real warming sensation you get from some of these big beers, you know, and you kind of like this is you can stand outside at a fire pit or I do can whatever, drink two or three know. glasses of this as opposed to a pastry stout. I can have like half a glass. And yeah, I'm done. You know, it's got it a ton of flavor, but it quick. doesn't. But it's it's not so over the top that it it tires you out drinking. Right. You know. Yeah, it's a good observation. And I think it's also a beer if you, you if you. You you pour say like a a nice tulip shaped glass, yeah, and you can just walk around the room for an hour, hour and a half, and it just changes every ten yeah. minutes. Uh, you can live with it a while. You don't have to always be at the bar because the ABV would keep you from that anyway. True. Yeah, sure. And also, if you're going to a fancier office party where they might be having like roast beef or you know, some sort of meat variety that's like, you know, cut off the bone for you. Insert Like, this goes good with that kind of food and that holiday-ish kind of food that you're going to have. Um, yeah, I, this is perfect. Like, you know, and I think for people that are beer nerds, they're going to appreciate something like this because it's not going to be that trendy pastry stout that I have a sip and I'm done. No, this is like one that I would go back and back and back to. Um, this would be the palate cleanser for some of the scarier stuff that would be brought in. Yeah. Well, and I'm also thinking, who would I get stuck in a lengthy conversation with, you know, about beer? I would get in a, stuck in a conversation with you about yeah. this beer, Yeah. but never Dave. So <laughs> I wouldn't even talk to him. <laughs> so that might be actually part of the strategy you know, uh, gotcha. in it as well. Let's rate this up and move on okay. then. 
Oh, this is a five. Hands down. Without a doubt. Yes. Well, and I think that's part of what you are trying to accomplish is you want to bring something that's a good solid, you know, down the road and you want to knock something out of the park without knocking their socks off. Sure. Too. Sure. Yeah. 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 All right. Red Mark. Yeah. You're putting the X back in ben, Christmas. I'm putting the X back in Christmas. I'm going to step over in the corner and have some dab. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? Okay, well, this one, believe it or not, is uh, the one that I would share with the masses and not the classes. Okay. Uh, it Ooh. is just uh, mm. <laughs> wow. the regular people that are Ooh. wanting to kind of- So that's what the color is on the name tag. <laughs> 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 that I would like to introduce to a beer that I think is approachable. What I've brought is the uh, Lethe uh, Blonde. Lethe. Lethe it, Blonde. Yeah, it, well, I've heard it Leffy too. And well, maybe the, the German guy that I was. If you're from Hohenwald, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. So, gee whiz, yeah, tough crowd. No, no, we moved, we moved north of Hohenwald now. Yeah, you know. sure. <laughs> we're Thank above, we're above the Mason, uh, the Manson Nixon line. We you got the good. You song. don't have to defend yourself to him, Mark. <laughs> Just tell us about this beer. So anyway, the uh, the Leff uh, Brewery goes back to like the 1400s, and they you know had to take some time off during the French Revolution. Sure. And, uh, and at one time, uh, back in the early 1900s, they were brewing lagers, uh, German lagers, and not any of this at all. And they've since come back to you know sort of where they started uh, with these. Uh, uh, Abbey style ales, so I, I chose the blonde as as one that. Well, if you're going to be stuck at a holiday party, I'd like to be with a Belgian blonde. Well, uh, of course uh-huh. you would. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be over in the corner smoking my dad. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, Phil, you're saying that the. You're saying that the crossover index point between the derivative, you know, base stock that you bought in the spring and the fall is what once again? Hang on a second. Let me take a hit of this again. So what do you think about this beer, Mikey? Um, I thought what was interesting is uh, Rev and Mark and I didn't actually talk in advance, you know, and when I was thinking about, you know, the style of beers, this falls in that same category of as I was looking at something that it doesn't have a huge hop presentation to it. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, Belgian blondes to me are very versatile. Um, they're usually banana bombs. Um, and I think of probably all the ones that he could have picked, this is the one that at least, you know, you don't feel like the entire bunch of bananas has been shoved up your left nostril um, and very approachable. I've had this several times. This suffers from some of the same characteristics that we talked about with the mm-hmm. Erringer. It's it's imported. It's been stuck in twenty warehouses, yeah. you know. Um, and I would certainly say the same thing is that if you found somebody that made a very good blonde Belgian blonde locally, that would probably be your go to. Yeah. Um, they're very difficult to screw up. Um, and probably having something that's local and fresh would probably be a much better choice than having something that was moved all over Kingdom Come and four years old. But I love this. I think it's a great choice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do too. Um, I think it's very approachable and very, very creamy. It is. 
Yeah, very, very smooth. The head just stands on it forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Word. All right. Well, what do we want to rate this dog? Yeah. I think we are going to rate the left brond a solid four. I'm saying Leffy, because that's what Reverend Mark said. Okay. Okay, so. Now for the classy. Going from the masses to the classes. I think you only have time to introduce yeah. the beer, by yeah. the way. So this is this this one is um, almost a one-off. This it's 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 fairly hard to find. It's a delirium barrel-aged black ale, although it's really more mahogany in color. Yeah. Well, we'll be right back with more in just a minute. Welcome back, everyone. The party is on, mm. and. Right before the break, uh, Reverend Mark introduced the beer that he would bring for the aficionados. Oh, yeah. yeah this is the that stuff. Just, just kicking in, man. Hey, meet me down the hall, you know. Uh, pour this, pour you a little bit yeah, of, a, let's go into of a, the, a snifter, a small snifter yes, of this. Yes yes, 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 yes. And so, anyway, this is the the uh, kind of holiday release. I think, actually, in Belgium, it's out in the summer, but it comes to the to the States during the holidays. And they've only been doing this for a couple of years from what I gather. Uh, and it is uh, the Delirium uh, Barrel-Aged Black Ale. And it is a blend of their Nocturnum and their Christmas Ale. Huh. So it's a blend nice. of those two. Of so those this two. is not a full-blown mistletoe bomb. No. Yeah. <laughs> And it is is aged for nine months uh, in a Buffalo Trace uh, barrel. Huh. Which is interesting because, you know, I would have thought that would have just obliterated, you know, any of the base beers. And that is not the case. This Mm -mm. is not a booze bomb either. No. No. I mean, it's there, but it's like. You can tell Mm -hmm. it's been stuck in some kind of. Yeah, whiskey barrel, but it's not. But it's not overpowered. Just kind of no, accentuates no, no, things no. a little bit. I, yeah, I like think I think it tames down the esters yeah. that you would normally oh, sure, find. Sure. So, yeah, yeah, the fruity esters are. Um, them, I would say highly muted. Get the man esters yeah. out of here, yeah, and so you got is. you get more vanilla and other kinds of spice with that. Um, and anyway, this is. Um, I'd say a one. This would be a one-off for me. I'd say here. Trying to yeah. I don't know if it's ever going to come back. This and a little bit of dab, you're probably you <laughs> you're get a sober ride home. Well, I've never had this before, so uh, I've never, I've never seen the bottle. I definitely have never seen this on tap, and I would say that this is only available in a bottle. This is the only but, one we couldn't get, I think, for the Delirium show uh, that we did. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I love Nocturnum. You know, yeah. is oh, yeah. is such a super solid. You know, go-to beer. I'm not a fan of their Christmas sale, but it's like, I'm not a fan of Christmas sales. Well, in general. But Belgian right. Nyquil, man, I mean, put you you're out. either going to love them or hate them because yeah. they are spice bombs in general. Uh, yeah. The thing I like about this is the belt is the balance thing is what I like. The you know, it has all the elements of nice burnt caramel. You know, that's there. There's a touch of wood. Yeah. Um, the booze is kind of you know in the background. You can still feel some fruity esters that are kind of jumping all over the top oh, of yeah. this. Yep. This is definitely a beer you can go off in the corner and have a good twenty minute conversation with Julian about. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Again. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, yeah, and it's and it's so relatable to the ABT twelve um, from Saint Bernardus that it you is. had. I mean, like. Clearly, they're mm-hmm. you know somewhat similar, but I like that idea of 
And I think beer nerds would appreciate having something that's a little bit more complex and makes you think because we're all, I mean, I hate to say it, but we're all thinking when we're drinking. Like, of, hey, is this something that I would get more of? Or, oh, I think non beer nerds would actually give this a fair try. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I admire the artistry of the blend um, that's done here. uh, Yeah. For sure. And it's bottled conditioned. So, this is gorgeous. And we're going to rate this one a five. I'm really glad we have the whole bottle here. Excellent choice. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure we'll make it through it. Okay. So for my non-beer nerd friends, I went kind of away from beer. Went to cider because I think it's a good bridge drink. Um, I've had a lot of good luck with Spanish ciders. And so this is Ordago Eberico from Zagaraja <laughs> in uh, Basque, Spain. So it's a dry Basque cider, 6% ABV. And I, I really like Spanish ciders. Um, I think they ole. Oh, like Spanish gin. Yeah. There you go. I like that too. Yeah, just skip the cider. Go for the gin. Yeah. What do you guys think? I think the first thing I like is what a great choice. Um, to take for the masses, Dave, in terms of Sorry. going Pardon for me. going for a cider as opposed to taking a beer for a larger group. Yeah, um, I just think that is uh, such a stellar idea all by itself. Oh yeah, I don't know that I would have picked this particular cider. It's um, it's a little harsh um, in terms of it's very tart. Yeah, you know and. There are a lot of choices of ciders that would be a lot softer, a bit more approachable. I thought about going with the woodchuck. Um, but that's uh, kind of clubbing you over the head, <laughs> you know, for sure. Um, so I really love the idea of taking a cider, but I don't know that I would have taken this particular cider. Yeah, but you could put sure. ice cubes in it, you know, that's true. It's true. Soften it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, water now. Uh, yeah, I kind of, I mean, I hate to. No, it's um, it's, yes. I just break me down. Break me down. Bringing the, I I guess I would just would have had something that's a little bit more sweeter too. Yeah. Because I'm really enjoying this, but I'm looking at it from a, ooh, this is a Spanish wine. Ooh, this is going to be dry. Ooh, this is going to be earthy. Like this is going to be nice. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but I don't know that Joe Q Public would appreciate these sort of nuances. Well, I, I. I don't know for sure, but I mean, I think it's more about the concept, you know. Yeah. I like okay. the, there's a certain brininess to this cider. That yeah, I there enjoy. is, yeah. which is really cool. That's yeah. a that's an interesting way of describing it because there is a salinity component that is kind of surrounding this that, mm-hmm. um, you know, is definitely there. It's, very, it's effervescent. Yeah. In a nice way. Yeah, 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 this does have a touch of carb on it. Yeah, and I get like this little bit of like lacticness to it too 100%. that I'm mm-hmm. yeah that I'm actually really enjoying because I I'm a I'm not a fan of the super sweet ciders yeah. you know so having something like this I really do enjoy yeah. it. and I get a little bit of a tart tart type taste that mm-hmm. you would get when you bite into a granny smith yeah well uh I know we're going to rate up the cider but I do want to say I absolutely think this is a killer idea. I I didn't particularly like the product that you that you chose, but I uh, 
Well, that's but always. I, but I, but I really, uh, but I really love the idea. Mike, if you liked everything on this show, we would be worried. Yeah, I'd, fright, I'd, I'd be kind of frightened actually. Yeah. <laughs> Mister No was uh, alive and well over here. Yeah. So we're gonna rate this Ordago Birbirio a. I I really. Oh, no, I'm eh, gonna go. Eh, I'll give it a four. Eh, four. Four. Oh, we're gonna rate it a four. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Now, so, what are you bringing for the educated? For the educated, I went a little sideways as well, because I was thinking you could you could go either way with this one too. So this is <laughs> it looks like juice. This is the mosa uh, sour fruited ale, mimosa inspired sour fruited ale with sea salt and tangerine puree from. Southern Grist Brewing Company in Nashville, Tennessee. Hmm. I figured beer nerds, you know, they they usually go with the trends a lot of the time. So they'll try something crazy. And for the woo-woo girls who don't like beer in the crowd, they do like mimosas. And maybe they'll go for it. I'm going to say this is going to cut the circle of friends that you have at the office party <laughs> from eight to two in a heartbeat. How dare you? Um, You know. I just, uh, I think it's always very tough to um, bring a sour beer, you know, to a larger group of people and, you know, for them to really genuinely appreciate it. Um, it's not that it's a bad product at all. In fact, I think it's very well made. Um, the, uh, it's very orange forward. Um, you know, it mm -hmm. has, um, uh, Oh, I don't know. A uh, good Valencia orange. Uh, you know, I can see it can be some other sweeter varieties. Tangelo, um, you know, uh, right there with it. It's uh, it's not acidic forward. So I think in terms of, you know, some sours can yeah. get very acid and very juicy really quick. Um, there's a, a sweetness that's kind of over the top of this. I don't think I get mimosa. No, I definitely don't uh, get that. Mm -mm. I think the only thing I would think is I would have a half glass of this and I'd be done. And I would really want to look for something else. And that's the only thing that I would just worry about is I wouldn't linger over this. Well, that's why I would only bring one can yeah. for like everyone I said, to share. You cut down the group of people hanging out yeah. with you from eight to two in like a nanosecond. Oh, so. I bet you a lot of the, the what ladies you think, Mark? office ladies yeah, are pondering I, I, it over I, there. I think because if you bring, as you, as you said, Dave, a can and share it sparingly, then it has a certain mystique to it at that point, mm -hmm. and you're not drinking a full glass to where you're going to just get yeah. tired. I can see you pouring this and going, so no, no, you've never this, had this before. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it's going to work in that way. Add it to some Spanish and, gin. You probably got something. Huh. Hmm. Interesting and it, choice. And it might good, go good with a really bad fruitcake. Hey, there you go. What do you call Make it, it yeah. better. Make it even better. It Dude, probably I'm, would. I messed up, and I'm not sure what happened. Yeah. <laughs> Here, have another hit off the dab pipe. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Wow. All right. Let's. Uh, okay. Well, the mimosa know. from Southern Grist, we are going to rate a three. All right. It's interesting. This is actually one of their most popular, you know, beers in their lineup right now. Which is it's well, kind of interesting. But it's kind of what they're known for right yeah. now. That's how, that's so, what they built their business on. Yeah. Yeah. This okay. style. Well, for me quickly, um the beer for the uneducated, I went with the Blackberry Farms Pilsner. Super solid choice. Pre buyout, of course. Um, for those in the know. But this is 5% ABV, and it's just 
nice, clean, easy. And for those that enjoy a Miller, Budweiser, Michelob stuff, I think that this would be a nice transition into, hey, you can go craft without being scary craft. Um, and this was my idea. Craft yeah. doesn't have to wander away from a taste profile that you're that you like, right? You know, it's just slightly elevated. It's exactly the word that I was going to use. Um, you're thinking that it's different, and you're going for something that's elevated. And I think that is a great, you know, tactic that you're going for of going. Listen, I know you really love, you know, the the big blue, you know, uh, can, but. Let me actually pour something for you that I think you've never had before. And you actually, you know, might think that, hey, this is an amplified version of what I enjoy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and also Pilsners have become the bell of the ball of late, you know, as we get out of COVID. And I think that you now granted Blackberry Farms is kind of in our backyard, but you could find a Pilsner in your local area, you know, that doesn't have to be a a big a macro pilsner yeah, um 100%. right but like bring that to the table and i think people would right. really appreciate it and i'd say you know local and fresh mean a lot to this particular beer style oh sure yeah absolutely sure. yeah this would uh this would smoke a lot of uh a lot of choices you know for a pilsner all day long and uh yeah you'd love to Tell them like, yeah, this is fresh. This is what fresh pilsner tastes like. And It'd be interesting to just bring this to one of those guys in just in a cup. Yeah, and don't not tell say, them what it yeah, is. Yeah, just absolutely. Hey, here, yeah, try here, this. try this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Trust me. Yeah. Don't smoke that. Yeah, but trust me. <laughs> <laughs> then when they turn their back, you switch it for some of that mosa and slip that to it. <laughs> wow, look at him twitch. <laughs> that is awesome, man. I thought he would actually hurl, but yeah. he just kind of twitched. Get off the floor, Jerry. You know? yeah. Get off the wow. floor. Wow. wow. All right, everybody. So we've learned that Phil <laughs> does, is, does not like sour beers. And yeah. so that's what you've learned tonight. Yeah. So put that on your but resume he loves, somewhere. He loves dab. So yeah. There you go. But I think it's just, you know, it's easy. And it's not too overly hoppy. So people that are used to not a lot of hops would yeah. appreciate this. Mm -hmm. True. True, true, true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Well, the Blackberry Farms Pilsner, we are going to rate a four. Well done. Uh, uh, Always well done. Yeah. Okay. So I can hear Caperton saying, so none of you chose a Saison? Seriously? You know? Uh, but I got close. <laughs> I got close. Uh, sort of. Yes. Okay. So. And Caperton and I have had many discussions about this beer. All right. And I didn't necessarily, I mean, it's sort of an homage to him, but not really an homage to him. But I remember going to Funk Factory Guzzeria, which actually now is not Funk Factory Guzzeria. It's something else, but that's a whole different story. But I know that a lot of people coming to an office party and being in the winter, you're going to bring the barrel aged beers you're going to bring stouts you're going to bring you know dark fruity laden stuff and they're awesome and they're amazing don't get me wrong but i wanted to go with something that was almost like a palate cleanser to all of that so i brought the Meerts um food or fermented sour aged on peaches mm -hmm. from funk factory guzzeria 
Uh, this one is only four and a half percent ABV. Wow. Hmm. This is so complex for a beer that's that low in ABV. Yeah, it's just amazing. So I happen to have this beer. Mm. Uh, we mm. we had a break uh, earlier, and uh, what I thought was interesting was that I enjoyed this with wings and pizza, which is common food fare that you sure. would have at an office party. And I thought what I what I enjoyed about it was the complexity of this in contrast to you know a very simple food profile. That actually worked really quite well. In fact, I actually thought that's the way you want to have it, is you definitely want to have food with this beer um, in order to really fully enjoy the measure of complexity. So um, I really enjoyed it. Great choice. And the peaches, like, come out, you know, it's not too overly lactic-y. It's- yeah, it's definitely not something that would have Phil twitching on the floor. Good. I think the low ABV really would appeal to a lot of people too. Yeah. Especially when you're trying a lot. If you're at a place where you're trying a lot of different things. You can have flavor without alcohol. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Well, we are going to rate the Mirts on Peaches from Funk Factory a five. And that is going to do it for our office party. Yeah. So is it time for the exit strategy, Dave? Oh, I would have been gone like an hour ago yeah I think you worked <laughs> and the after party's gonna start um alright well good old boy Mike as always thanks for being with us hey if you haven't checked out some of our other holiday episodes in our back catalog definitely do that uh, we have a lot of great um, holiday related episodes to check out come back and enjoy another exciting episode of Sip Sudden Smokes I wish you to keep on sipping Robert Mark Thank you for being here, and thank you for bringing your wonderful beer today. Wouldn't share the holidays with anyone else but these fine folks around the table. Woo-hoo! Good boy, Dave. Thanks for showing up. Hey, thanks. And uh, make sure you follow us on all the little social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and X, and <gasps> Snapchat, all that stuff. This is good old gal, Juliana. Keep on chuggling and catch you next time. <laughs> We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're listening to us online, do yourself a favor and tap. Just tap it in. The subscribe button. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap a room. The easiest way to listen to our show is to ask Siri, Alexa, Google, Uncle Larry, or whoever it is that talks to you on your phone. Play podcast Sip Suds and Smokes. We love your feedback, and you can reach us at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our tasting notes flow out on Twitter and Instagram with our handle at Sip Suds and Smokes, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You'll also be able to interact with the thousands, millions, and millions of other fans on those social media platforms. Do us a favor, take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online. That's a big help to us, and we get to see your feedback as well. Come back, join us for another episode. And keep on sipping. This has been a one tan hand production of Sip Suds and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time.